The Eternals uh, made the Infinity Stones. Oh, a bunch of dickheads. Fuck them. Yeah. Like, all the fucking Infinity Stones do is cause a ruckus. Well, they, they also hold the fabric of the universe within themselves. Oh, I'm with the fabric of the universe. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Nerd! <laughs> oh, I'm a fucking... I'm an Infinity Stone. Look at me. Look at me. I... I... <laughs> I'm, I'm the reality stone. Wow. If you mess with me, it'll look weird. It will look like it's not real. Your face is going to be all squiggly lines, bro. I'm, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the space stone. I can get you from one place to another. Acquaintance be forgot. I never know the words to the rest of this song, so I'll sing until I, I come gone. in. Yep, there you go. What's up? You know, hanging out. Nah, I feel ya. I know. It's, it's the end of the Christmas taint. <laughs> Back to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Back to the salt mines, back to the grind, back to, you know, Octu with Luke Skywalker and Ray. Back to work Just, tomorrow. I was yeah. back at work yesterday. Well, you you have a fake job, so you always have to work. <laughs> yeah, they don't consider it real work. They Nor make that clear. Essential. Do what? Podcasting, though, is essential. Podcasting is absolutely essential. At least in the state of California, neither of us is in. Yes, exactly. Um, that's a really weird time, and that's just there's no two ways to put it. It's very like, torn it, on everything. Everybody's like, "I so glad 2020 is over," and I'm kind of like, "Is it?" It's not. It's the same. I feel. I feel like uh, we uh, have just entered the 2020s. <laughs> Like, it's just going to be one 2020 after another, and it'll maybe get a little better. We might be able to go to the movies again. Who knows? Yeah. And I'm thinking the first, I think the first predictions were March was going to be better, and now it's like, ah, by June, summer, we should be summer, out of this. Summer. By summer, we should be out of this. Tell you what, buddy, I am registered to, uh, to get this motherfucking vaccine. I'm on the list. Nice. In Dallas Very nice. County. Donna Donna signed us all up. And uh, once they have some, we'll get them. Yeah. Once you get the vaccine, y'all can go to restaurants and movies and all that good stuff. I mean, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know well, if I'll ever go to a restaurant again. That's ridiculous. I mean, maybe. That's fucking maybe ridiculous. Ever is maybe a strong word, but. I think I'm done, generally. You're just going to stay in your house for the rest of your life? Because, no, that's not what I said. COVID? That, that's not what I said. I just, like, I think I'm just done going to restaurants. 
Well, I disagree. I <laughs> okay, well, cool. You I don't know. What? No, no, but no, no. I'm curious. I'm curious. What do you, why are you done? Explain. Because it's just the idea of having someone wait on me is now humiliating. To you or them? To me. To both. To both parties involved. It's just like, oh, yes, servant, please. Please bring me my butter. Uh, uh, can I have some sugar, please? Uh, this is very important. I don't know. It, to me, it just seems like, like it's just a very weird exchange going on. And then I'm in charge of their livelihood, which is totally fucked up. <laughs> they can do a good or bad job. I still have to pay them because their bosses won't. They're the owners won't. Yeah, you know what I you get you get the gist. Yeah, it's a totally fucked up system, and it always has been. But in the right scenarios, people do make a sh can make a shitload of money. Yeah, but the, yeah, that's kind of yeah. Um, they can until they can until the government tells them they can't work. Right, right, because <laughs> that's the thing is that the there's no safety net whatsoever in that industry for anyone that um isn't the owner and even then the owners don't really have much they don't have shit what do they when they get a ppp loan to to keep their three managers on staff <laughs> yeah <laughs> well we were able to keep everybody on staff for the second shutdown yeah luckily uh, but we didn't have a full staff like we did before yeah we had three bartender servers and that's about, and that's and then three managers for front it, of house of course we have a full back of house staff in Part of the reason why it's like kind of just people's absolute refusal to not go out to restaurants to me is very indicative of something weird going on in America. Mm -hmm. Why do we have to have people serving us? I don't know. Go to a buffet. No, I'm joking. Don't go to a buffet. <laughs> don't go to a buffet. That's the worst possible place you could go. <laughs> the worst. And that being I mean, said, I will still order takeout. Okay. You'll still order takeout. And delivery. I don't find, I don't see a big issue with the tradition of a restaurant and servers and bartenders. And I think it's part of the fabric of the culture of the entire planet. It's not just an American thing. It was invented in Europe. So, I mean, it's just, I think it's part of the, I think it's part of the culture, part of the lexicon. People do that job until they can do another job. Some people enjoy doing that job. And if you're in a place like New York or LA or Chicago, you can make fifty to a hundred thousand dollars doing the job. So I mean I You can do you that know, some places here, but it's all fine dining. Yeah, it's all fine dining. And then like if you get anywhere below fine dining in Texas, they just treat service industry pros like, like shit. Garbage. Like fucking shit. It's oh, crazy it's how bad the employees are 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 treated god i did it i did a five month run and it was just like mm -hmm. this is this is unbelievable what they're doing to me i mean i, I, I literally felt i like I, I don't know i'm gonna pump the brakes of what i was just about to say i didn't feel like a free person is what i'm saying is what i'm oh, getting yeah. at mm -hmm. i didn't feel like i had any sort of rights or freedom or life i was there sometimes 14 days in a row yeah and it was just like, yeah, dude. That's horse shit. Yeah. They were just like, yeah, well, I mean, you're only here for a few hours. What does it matter? It's like, I don't I want to have a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
Like, that's, what are you talking about? <laughs> what does it matter? I'm not on crystal meth. I'm not powered by like, by the, you know, $15 snortables the rest of the fucking wait staff is on. I'm 31 years old. Like, I can't fucking do that shit. Yeah, I'll never, unless, you know, I'm in one of the communities like a New York or LA that they actually enjoy the restaurant industry and like dining is a kind of a way of life in these places. Right. Right. I'll never work in the service industry outside of a place like this. Ever. No, absolutely. Because here it's like a respected job and well, you will, people well, tip you well. Okay. I won't say it's a respected job, but I will say it's a more, um, people just don't cook at home in New York because they have tiny ass fucking kitchens where if you get a spot of food in your kitchen, you're going to be overrun with bugs. So they just go out. Yeah. Going out is much better in a place like this and LA and you can actually make money in the service industry. And you can do that. Matt, Matt, believe it or not, you can actually do that here too. No, I know. But saying that over and over again, (laughs) it's, 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 uh, you, you can, People do make a living here, but it's just, it's just, I don't know. To me, the, the whole thing is just weird. I just and remember like, my service industry days in Texas where it was awful. like working at like high end place in Galveston. And it was like, I made $90 today. I'm rich. Yeah. If you make $90 at a restaurant in New York, you got to fucking call in a loan yeah, that's a bad to pay thing. the rent. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, it's the same here, man. I mean, it's yeah. the same here. Money has just um, lost a lot of value since you work down here, I think. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. And there's inflation. You had to keep yeah. in mind, Matt. You haven't worked in the in the in a restaurant down here in like almost a decade. That's true. Very true. Very true. And plus, you have to also keep in mind that life here is fucking expensive. It is not cheap. Everybody's moving to Texas. It's not cheap. To be- it's so fucking cheap, and it's, it's not. It's not. It's cheap to it's cheaper to own property, but good luck. <laughs> it's fucking wild to me. Like yeah. people are like, I'm gonna go to Texas and live so cheap. Meanwhile, you can't get a one bedroom apartment for under twelve hundred, thirteen hundred dollars. Not in not in a neighborhood that you want to be anywhere near. No. I mean, if or, you want to live out in dog shit bumblefuck nowhere, sure. No, that's not what I mean. You can live in the fucking hood. Yeah. But it's the hood. <laughs> and it's hood. Yeah. And like, just, you need to accept that. I mean, I, and rent is going down just because I think of the, the economy is about to collapse, but, um, yeah. uh, but I would, but I don't know. I saw an ad for a place for seven, seven seventy five one bedrooms. And I was like, mm-hmm. that looks interesting. Then I looked where it was and it was like, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to keep my belongings. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, it's just the sad, sad truth of it. I mean, there's fucking places in Houston, bro, that you were like, bro, you can live $500 one bedroom and be like, no, yeah, not a chance in hell. Right. I'll just be house poor to live somewhere <laughs> where I don't have to worry all the time. I was like my place in Austin for my room in Austin. I paid $275. Yeah. Oh yeah. And didn't your car get broke into multiple times? All the time. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> like, and I didn't live too far from you. Uh, also, that first year we lived in Austin. Yeah, well, yeah, my only year, really, but yeah. Yeah, that was... 
fucking weird, man. And like my hometown, like people are like, oh my God, housing is so cheap in Texas City. I'm like, yeah, because at any moment you might die. Why? Why would you might die? Dude, Texas City is rough, bro. You might die at any moment anywhere. Okay. No, I'm telling you, Texas City is a rough place. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse every year. It's because uh, it's because all Hal Beery's not on the force cracking skulls. Goddamn straight. <laughs> we got to get him out of retirement like Batman in the eighties. <laughs> oh God, not a chance in hell. <laughs> He's very much enjoying himself. He's got a beard now. He's doing great. He has a beard. Yeah. He's never right. had facial hair in his know. entire life. Except no, that's a lie. He had a mustache for like I was gonna a solid say- fifteen years. <laughs> You are so full of shit, it drives me crazy. He never had facial hair his entire life. Well, except for the 15 years that he did have facial hair. But other than I forget that, about the oh, I forget about the mustache because it's such a cop thing, but beards are so not a cop thing. Yeah. That like the mustache never seemed off to me as much as the beard seems off. Like the beard is a whole different ball of wax. You gotta understand. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, you got you got to literally get beard wax for it. Yeah. Hey, you know, and now cops can have beards. Yeah, shit's great. They can have beards and tattoos. Yeah, that's like scary. When I see cops with sleeves, I'm like, you're scary. <laughs> yeah, don't talk to me. Don't like. I don't want you anywhere near anybody I love or anything that I own. You look like a biker. I don't like this. <laughs> you look like a biker that has connections with the cops, which is a really scary kind of biker. Oh, that's the worst kind of biker. <laughs> like, blah, blah, that's as bad as it gets, brother. That's like that's like the kind of biker who, like, uh, I don't know, cooks meth, but also has a family. <laughs> like, it's it's really frightening. Dude, in the seventies and eighties, Texas City was having a lot of trouble trying to keep biker gangs out. And so one day, um, I forget what gang it was. Uh, I can't remember which one it was, but one of the ones that's big in the area or was it's real big in central Texas, the banditos. It was the banditos. I've seen so they, that. Yeah. They take over this bar on loop One Ninety Seven in Texas city. And my dad was a patrol sergeant at the time. And they go in there, they bust it up. They arrest all of them. And when they arrested them, so one of the big things with banditos is that they never wash their cut, their vest. So my dad took them all, took all their cuts to the fucking uh, dry cleaner and had them laundered and pressed. <laughs> their cuts and their bandanas. Oh my God. They never God. came back to Texas City again. Wow. <laughs> Get your biker that's, speed out of here, you fucks. That's fucking awesome. That's creative police work. Yeah. That, that Nobody got shot. Nobody, like, you know. Uh, that's great. That's good yeah. shit. That's some good shit, man. So that's thinking with your noggin when you're not scared of everything. <laughs> yeah. Like these fucking pussies on the force now. They're just terrified of everything that moves. Uh, uh, well, I asked to see his license registration, and then he reached for it, and I got scared, so I shot his seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you also got to think, like, the guys that my dad was cops with, w- was a cop with, they were all, like, fucking Vietnam vets. So they were like, I ain't scared of you, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sit the they fuck down. They <laughs> weren't uh, millennial cops. Maybe that's the problem. Millennials are cops. 
And so we were all like a bunch of fucking pussies, like everybody like, says we are. Internet and, culture has invaded the police force. <laughs> that's why. No, that's just why they're getting it caught on camera because they're dumb, like millennials. Oh yeah, this is true. And this is cameras very true. everywhere now. <laughs> there are. I mean, shit, dude. I was was it fucking um. This was an absolutely insufferable episode of, I think it was your mom's house, but like Nick Swartzen and some other dude were on there and they were like early 2000s party boys in LA and they were talking about like, yeah, dude, that was when LA was fun back before everybody had a fucking phone on their camera. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about now. Maybe that was Nick. Yeah. Nick Swartzen. That was whenever I heard him talking. What was that on? That was an interesting podcast because he just just like we would just go out and wreck shit up and just, like we would just ruin LA. <laughs> with, and, and like I I had no idea that he was friends with like Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan and that yeah. whole like crew. It's like Nick Schwartz and like what? Yeah, and like back in the fucking nineties, Leonardo DiCaprio had a crew. Called the pussy. And there's like Toby Maguire. Yeah, what was it called? Like the pussy something. Yeah, something like like a pussy brigade or something pussy, like that. I don't want to say pussy brigade. It was like the pussy posse. Yeah, something. It, something pussy was involved lines. in the word. I know that, and I because I remember reading that, just being like, dude, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like him, Toby Maguire, the guy <laughs> who ended up playing the dad on the Real O'Neills, and then like one or two other dudes who I can't remember, but they are also have worked and were successful and they just fucked LA in the ass <laughs> every night went buck fucking ape shit ape and shit. none of it's documented. <laughs> 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 but nowadays you fucking, you got TikTok kids finger fucking to, to quote Tim Dillon, yeah. TikTok kids finger fucking each other in the parking lot for the camera. Oh my God. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, Tim. <laughs> <sighs> so holiday recap. What'd you do? What'd you, who'd you, who'd you finger? What'd you, what'd you, um, what'd you, uh, well, holiday recap. See. Um, what did Christmas, we just kind of stayed home. We went and looked at the fucking window displays on Fifth Avenue on Christmas night. Oh, pretty. That was fun. And then we came home and we chilled. Yeah. And we ate. There you go. And we ordered um, from this really good Italian restaurant in Little Italy. So we had some nice Italian food. And then I got a Dallas Cowboys helmet and it was awesome. Dope. (laughs) And then my birthday was five days later and we went and ate on a rooftop at Pier 17. That's really cool. And then on New Year's Eve, we got shit can drunk at the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> you told me, you showed me your grocery list. I drank yeah. the next day and it was just like, dude, dude. And by the way, you were not alone. I, 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 I didn't get super, I, I was definitely the drunkest in this house, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like where you were at by any stretch. And but I got so many like blurry, like the text messages were blurry from people. Just like Lots of K's and X's where they shouldn't be. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I well, I, I discovered that if you had said Happy New Year on your phone, like all those fireworks went off. So I just Hell texted yeah. a bunch of people 
setting off fire a bunch of fireworks and somebody who will remain nameless who listens to this podcast uh she he just goes uh oh yes the the, the vibrator <laughs> and i was like what and the next day i go what somebody got you a vibrator and they and then he goes you did my phone <laughs> vibrated i was just like why don't you relax a little bit buddy <laughs> good lord I'm the worst kind of drinker because I'm the kind of drinker that remembers how much they had of what. Why so is that I had the worse. I don't know. I just I was I was told on Twitter by a, a female comedian that that's a bad person to be. So <laughs> it's my favorite brand of comedian right now. A woman just <laughs> saying um like bird brain shit. That's obviously there as bait to piss people off. And then they just go, it seems that I've angered some men. It's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, we're not allowed to celebrate birthdays, Matt. Yeah, that, this is, yeah, I know. Get Hair over yourself. In. Get over yourself. Only men, no. though. Women, Only- can, women can celebrate birthdays. But when men do, it's suspect. Yeah, it's sus. It's so sus. It's sus. I will posit that if you're throwing a huge bash every year and you are an adult, that's a little overboard. Yeah, that's overboard. But like a good dinner. Yeah, go out to dinner with your family. I I fall into a very unique space to where my birthday is the day before New Year's Eve. Right. So I can do a nice cozy dinner on my birthday and then kind of hybrid celebrate my birthday with my friends on new year's eve right because but my I've friends are not years. going out on new year's on december 30th <laughs> right but i've been to i mean one your 30th you threw a fucking rager which is really fun the but I've, also been out with you, I've been out with you before then and like uh y- like your birthday is not the focus of the evening on new year's it's no, just it's kind of like hey let's buy matt a shot his birthday was yesterday and, and that's about what I like. we were gonna do. Yeah, that's about what I like. I like to have like a fucking a steak on my birthday with a couple of people that are close to me, and then do a couple toasts to me on New Year's Eve, and we're fucking good to go. Yeah, I mean, what I mean, what more do you? So I'll I'll agree with Hannah Dickinson that <laughs> that it's a little weird when adults throw enormous birthday parties every year. But like, yeah. fuck off, man. Only men can't. It's only weird when on, when men do it. Get yeah. out of here. It's weird when anybody does it. Except for if there's a zero. Oh, uh, yeah. A zero is That's celebratory. A party. That's yes. a party. That's Hence, like you said, my 30th, we went all mm-hmm. out. Right. We had that. For everybody that doesn't know, um, at the time, we owned an office slash studio. Not owned. We rented an office slash studio space in Brooklyn. And it was big, plenty big. So we hired a bartender, stocked a full bar. It was actually a shitload of fun. We picked up Matt in a zip car because I was not in the service industry at the time. Matt was a working bartender. So I took Matt to a discount liquor store in New Jersey and was like, okay, bud, tell me what I need. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was wild. Dude, and then hired a bartender um i brought my stereo over and we just invited a bunch of people over and just went ape shit that was fun god i loved it that was such a good time but that was a zero 
Yeah, it was 30, man. You got to celebrate 30. You know? Got to go all out for that. Oh, yeah. But just before we move forward, uh, the count for New Year's Eve was five Manhattans. Oh, yeah. And a 12-pack of Miller Lite. <laughs> to hang out with Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and Anderson Cooper and Andy, that guy. Andy. No, not Andy Daly. Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen. Uh, <laughs> cool, man. What did we do? This is uh, it was boring. Yeah, it was real boring here at the house. Oh yeah. What did we do? I got drunk. Oh, I watched Two Bears One Cave. Oh yeah, the live show. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, don't. Okay. It wasn't very. It was definitely not worth the money. Oh, really? I mean, I showed you the part that everyone wanted to see, which was Tom eat shit. Yeah. And then the rest of it was like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel kind of bad for the Your Mom's House crew right now just because they've been hit with a slew of shit in the past, over the past month. But at the same time, wouldn't I don't think people would have necessarily held it against them if they were just like, hey, Christina has COVID. Tom broke his leg and his arm. Uh, we're not doing this shit right now, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I wouldn't, I don't think that would have been held against them. I feel like people are holding a bad show more against them. I don't know. They also, man. they couldn't Tom's get the streaming going. Tom's fans are pretty going. toxic. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you said Tom. Yeah. They couldn't get the streaming going for some people while they were doing it, which was just so, I don't know. It's just like mired with issues. That sucks. That sucks because the first one I really liked the first one. Yeah, for sure. The first, yeah. I haven't seen any of the YMH lives because I don't know if I can <laughs> handle it gastrointestinally. <laughs> I just don't know if I can do it, man. It's pretty rough, bro. <laughs> it's. I don't want to say it on here what goes on in those things because it's bad. It's just real <sighs> fucked up porn, and. Not snuff videos, but violence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. And Tom's laughing his ass off it. Everyone is laughing their ass off the whole time. And, like, I'm watching it like this with my hand in front of my eyes. <laughs> like, 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 ah, when's it over? When is it over? Is it stopped leaking yet? <laughs> <laughs> I saw one screenshot of Rob Eiler, and the look on his face was just like, yeah, like he just saw somebody get stabbed in the throat or something. I don't did. know what it was, but <laughs> <laughs> it was gnarly to say the least. <laughs> gnarly is is the least of the way it could be described. Oh, then, but then the two bears thing. The only interesting thing was Tom's arm because you couldn't even yeah. see his leg. Yeah, and that, I mean that's an injury you're not going to see. You know, but the arm, fuck, dude. So, what? Uh, people that don't know what we're talking about, Tom Segura is a comedian. We've talked about him on the podcast before. He's one of my favorite comedians. I just love his pod in his podcast network and his podcast. And um, he was doing a basketball challenge with Bert, and they, Tom was dunking, and he dunked and dunked and dunked, and he won the dunk competition. He did win. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll spoiler alert. He did win the dunk competition. And then he was like, why don't you move it up to like regulation height? Mm. And 
should not have done that. I mean, it literally, it looks like, <laughs> it looks like someone pulls a rug out from under him as he goes <laughs> up, as he jumps. You just hear the whip, and then he falls, and you, you don't hear his body hit the floor. You hear a snap. Oh. Because his humerus, his upper arm bone, from the shoulder to the elbow, snapped in half. Nearly become, became a compound fracture, which Boy, is man. through the skin. For some say that Segura was ambitious, <laughs> and if it were so, it were a grievous fault. So let it be with Segura. <laughs> <laughs> and he was playing. They were playing with people that are like real ballers. Like this guy, this kid, Tristan Jass, who like could be in the NBA, but doesn't want to do it because he wants to, A, I think he's too young. He's 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And B, he is making just as much money at, on YouTube as oh, an yeah. influencer and getting to play with just as many NBA players because they're all like, well, I better go over to fucking Tristan Jass's thing and play horse with him. <laughs> you know? It's like he doesn't have to drug test. He can do right. whatever the fuck he wants. Right. He's not beholden $20 million to a year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's 20 years old. He's yeah. like, why would I join the NBA? Why would I even think about doing that? That's stupid. <laughs> um, You're right, though, dude. Fucking influencer life is sweet, bro. Yeah, yeah. But so Tom was with these like ballers, and whenever they moved it up, one of them pulls him aside and goes, "You're gonna have to really reach within before you try this. Really think about it. Can't like, can you do this? And if you can, you need to really reach in and do it." And it, Tom, I think that fucked with Tom's head a little bit. You know? They psyched him out, man. But it was a real warning. Yeah. That's a Because, re- like, one thing that I didn't realize, but uh, for sports injuries for middle-aged men, you know, our age and up is, not that we're middle-aged quite yet, but, you know, uh, yeah. is basketball. Basketball is one of the most injurious sports ever. Oh, yeah, because it's all a bunch of jumping and trying yeah. to – juke on your fucking knees that barely have any cartilage in them at all right. like <laughs> right it's, nah, bro. it's like crazy um my, one of my favorite parts of this whole debacle was when christina was on two bears in tom's place and bert was talking over there he's in the he's in the ambulance with tom on the way to the hospital and tom just very solemnly turns to bert and goes I'll never play basketball again. (laughs) (laughs) He just had this realization like, Tom, you're like 48. You shouldn't (laughs) have been playing. (laughs) (laughs) Do Barry's boot camp and shut the fuck up. (laughs) Fun question. How old do you think Tom is? I was overshooting with 40 because I think Bert is 48. I think Tom's like 45 or 46, right? Tom is 40 years old. Tom, shut up. Or maybe 42. I thought he was, like, closer to Bert's age. Dude, he looks old as shit. <laughs> it's that gray beard, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's that gray he got from Top Dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I shit. You're fucking kidding. No, he, he's uh, Christina's older than him by, like, three or four years. 
Oh, wow. Look at him. Yeah, pulling in the old broads. Snatching up that hot older tang. That's why he was in his 30s. She was in her 40s. And people were still asking him, are y'all going to have more kids? And she was just like, go fuck yourself. We have I'm two. F- we have That's two. Enough. I'm 42. Get out of here with that shit. <laughs> get away from me. Go cut that thing before you get near me. Yeah. Plus, like, you have two sons. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you need know? any more kids. No. You're good. <laughs> sons. <laughs> if you have two God. daughters, I could see trying for a third. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, <laughs> they're not going to completely destroy your house. Yeah. And he's two also the, the last of his name line. The last of his name. The last of my name. I must have a boy. (laughs) I must have a boy. I'm the last of my name. I'm the Butterfield heir. Same. Actually, there's a bunch of other Butterfields I don't know. I'm just of the last of my branch of the Butterfields. There's this other dude named Scott Mm. Butterfield that I'm Facebook friends with and that I met once when I think I was like 10 years old or 9 years old. His name is Scott Matthew Butterfield. Oh, weirdly, oh shit. Yeah, and weirdly enough. That's but great. He just shows up in my Facebook feed as um, uh, Scott Butterfield, and he's a real Trumper. Oh, God damn it. And it's really confusing every time I see it. <laughs> I just see, like, election fraud by Scott <laughs> Butterfield. <laughs> What? <laughs> Dad, I'm called. I, one time I screenshotted it and I was just like, hey, man, I think you got hacked. And you were, and he, he was just like, Matt, look at the profile picture. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to steal this election. <laughs> I'm Scott Butterfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That's pretty funny. But they, but they are trying to steal this election. Oh, are they? (laughs) Who? I would love to see who it was. The Republicans are. Yeah. (laughs) If only we could figure out who is trying to steal the election. Right. Jesus Christ. What I love about what I love about this whole thing is that every time he talks about it, um, he almost says he almost says, "Look, I rigged this election. If he won, he had to have doubly rigged it." Listen, I took out insurance policies. I'm not going to say what they were, but I took out insurance policies to make sure that I would be your president. And if those things didn't come to fruition, that just means that he took out bigger insurance policies. And I'm pretty sure I know what they were. Dude. Oh, man. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Oh, Oh, hey, one thing I did over the break was I got landed myself in Facebook jail. That's right. Still in it. Still serving. Still serving my nickel. <laughs> hard times. My hard time. What you know? What I did, Matt? You, I know that you know what I did. This is a. This is. A, I, I, I tell me, brother. I'd love to hear it. Well, uh, there was an article in the Two Bears One K fan group about a seagull that swooped down and uh, and yanked off a guy's testicle. Oh. <laughs> and and i wrote jesus f crackers that must have hurt can you imagine that happening to you and facebook said that i used a racial slur in that sentence and for like two hours i couldn't figure out what the fuck they were talking about and then i realized oh i said crackers 
I got a fucking all caps text from Mac. Well, at first I got the thing. I'm in Facebook jail and I don't even know what I said. Like two hours later I get, oh, fuck. I said crackers. <laughs> all caps. Just in, a, in three in a row. Oh, fuck. I said crackers. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. So dumb. And then I was like, I submitted it for review because I think a, I think a robot just saw crackers and was like, no. Um, <laughs> like immediately. And I was like, submit this. I, I was saying Jesus F crackers. Like I was trying to not say, you know, take the Jesus Lord's name in vain. Christ. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then they were like, no. And now you're definitely in Facebook jail because of this. It was so, <laughs> you, you said crackers and we have to defend white people. <laughs> I was like, I just keep thinking of the, remember, oh brother, where art thou? Yeah. What about it? Happy O Daniel? Oh, you <laughs> bunch of dumb crackers. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb some bitch. Your mother seen you now. She'd have died of shame. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord! But yeah, Man, welcome to Facebook jail. Yeah, I mean, it's my I've done a lot of time here. <laughs> I've already served a month long uh, jail sentence over I this pandemic that too. I have never been in Facebook jail. I've been in Twitter jail once because really? I com- yeah I commented on a certain forty fifth president of the United States page. It's, oh, just one of those guys. Yeah, you know, one of those guys, and uh, said something. Or maybe I shouldn't repeat on this podcast. Oh, okay, okay, sure. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly. Okay, sure. It was pretty gnarly. Oh man, did you see Mitch McConnell's uh, house got vandalized? Oh yeah, him so and Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi's. Yeah, they both deserve it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, they do. Yes. It's a good start. That's all I'll say. <laughs> the day before. Trump said, I want $2,000 for every single person. It's the first time I've ever agreed with him on anything, even though yeah. I know there's ramifications that blah, blah, blah. Mm. You understand what I'm getting at. Right. The day before that, Schumer and Pelosi were patting themselves on the fucking back, stroking their ego about how, and this is a direct quote from Chuck Schumer, this, stim- this $600 stimulus is a strong shot in the arm to the American working family. It ain't shit. It might my, my I had that six hundred dollars for all of like one second. <laughs> yeah, it was all gone. I mean, it's it's and it got okay. It covered me through January. I'm good through January. Yeah, God, it, it's just. But also, it's like you're in a lucky. You know, you're in a fortunate scenario. Oh, for, I know. For COVID. Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm aware. They see that's the problem is that all these these politicians think that everyone is hard that's hard up right now is hard up in the way that I am hard up. Mm-hmm. You know, they think that they're you know, you move back in with your parents, yeah, you, you put on 15 pounds, you know, we'll get through this. Yeah. But but like re- the reality is there's going to be people like millions of people on the street like it's just really scary is what it is. That's terrifying. Then everybody and everybody keeps acting like Joe Biden is going to, people keep acting like Joe Biden is going to swoop in and fix it all. I don't know why they, people are assuming that. Do you have any idea? I mean, I haven't seen any, I haven't seen him address 
anything specific at all about the pandemic other than we're going to get vaccines. You're going to get a vaccine. Come on, man. That's about all he says. <laughs> That's all he says. He has no plan from what I can tell. I think the faith being put in Joe Biden is that he's not Donald Trump. That's it, which is good. Ugh. It's good, but <laughs> it's just like, it, it's frustrating as hell, man. I still trust him to do better. I trust him to do better, but I don't trust him to put money in our pockets. No, which is what we need. What we yes. need is them to, to put everyone that's unemployed needs to get a fucking huge boost. Mm-hmm. Everyone else needs to get another huge, bo- another boost. And yeah. uh, we need, I mean, and we need to get the vaccine out. And then once the vaccine is out for everybody, let it take hold for two weeks and then we're back, baby. We're back, baby. And like all these motherfuckers on Facebook that, you know, the, t- the commenters that are just like, well, where do you want that money to come from? I'm like, listen, if they can find $20 trillion to start a, to start a decades-long war every time a man in a cave hates us, they can put money in our pockets during a fucking pandemic. Eat my ass with a spoon. Don't at me, bro. <laughs> oh, oh, we're getting into the don't at me's. Not yet. I just, I just was throwing one out there. <laughs> I totally, I, you know what? I just realized I did not set up my guitars whatsoever. Oh, um, that's totally fine. We're fucking around. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. This is a new um, format to the show, everybody. Yeah, no band. Fired the band. <laughs> no, the Butterfield 8 will return. Uh, <laughs> but the new format to the show is we're just, uh, we're going to stop trying so hard. Yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're not going <laughs> to give you guys any effort whatsoever. Well, no more. Every time you, I, sometimes I feel like our planning sessions before we start recording are funnier than the podcast. Yeah, like way funnier than the podcast. So why don't we just hit play? Yeah, let's just <laughs> let's just let's just get going. Yeah. So that's what you're hearing now. Like I, Matt got on the Zoom call, and I just said, "Okay, you ready?" And he goes, "I don't know what the fuck we're gonna do, but we're gonna do it." <laughs> <laughs> uh. We started so with some not, restaurant business and we moved on. <laughs> yeah, we done, yeah, here we are. Here we are. I'm just looking around my room looking for material. Dude, my lava <laughs> lamp died. No. Uh, the, the light bulb's dead and then I bought replacing light bulbs and they don't fit. Bullshit. I'm fucking mad. Like my I'm uncle Donnie collects lava lamps. Really? That's a, yeah. kind of an odd thing to do. Why does he do that? It's just one of those things. He's one of those guys that like... Uh, you know, like real was, cool, real cool, real cool. You know, those like dudes that are like 60 and they're real fucking cool <laughs> yeah. and they wear like black rim glasses and shit. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like that's my uncle Donnie. He's dope right. as shit. That's and cool. my aunt Kim is like an old hippie chick. And like, they've got like a bunch of uh fucking what's the like Indian artifacts in their house. Not Indian, oh. like, not like, like India, Indian. Yes. Um, artifacts and stuff and like he's got a room that's full of fucking uh Pillows. lava lamps and oh. they're like real real cool motherfuckers yeah you meet he's them one the day that's my family god damn it yeah, <laughs> i don't want to yeah. think about that <laughs> how do you think families are made buddy bear <laughs> <laughs> So a suggestion, and, and, and stinking. <laughs> oh God! 
uh, a message to everybody out there. If you have not seen or haven't seen in a while the Always Sunny episode, The Gang Does Quarantine, watch it. I don't think I've seen that in a while. It hits a lot harder these days. I don't, I don't know if I've – I mean, I've definitely seen it. I've seen pretty much every episode. Right. What happens uh, in it? So there's a bad flu going around Philadelphia, but they can't get the flu because they're about to be in a boys to men cover band competition. Um, so Frank doesn't want to get the flu either. So they, they decide to quarantine and Frank takes the quarantine super fucking serious. No alcohol, nothing in or out. And when everybody breaks the rules, he puts them in a bathroom and they're all in this bathroom together for days and they start just getting violently ill constantly sick and they think they're all gonna die so charlie goes well if we're gonna die i'm going out drinking and he pulls out cleaning supplies and they're like i knew you drank chemicals and he goes no i keep whiskey in here so they start drinking whiskey and they all get better because <laughs> they were all going through alcohol withdrawals oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile frank has gone off the fucking deep end with the with the fucking quarantine and he like shaved off all his hair and he covered himself in purell and he's laying this is yes gotta be pure i gotta be pure (laughs) it hits a whole lot differently nowadays oh that's weird that they wrote that before all this yeah like 10 fucking years ago or something that's super creepy yeah I don't remember. I I would have had, how did they even have the reference for that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I mean, we're basically a little, we're like a little younger than them. (laughs) Are they oracles? Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) I've also heard that that one Nat Damon movie is a lot like, is hard to, Contagion is is Um, hard to watch for similar reasons. I've never seen that. Me and I won't see it now. Yeah, no, neither will I. Uh, I can remember when this first started, I just kept thinking about that movie Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman and Morgan Freeman from the mid-90s. Oh, sure. Yeah, and like the government was about to drop a bomb on this little town <laughs> until they found the antibodies to make a vaccine in three days. Because <laughs> some biker dude went to Africa and got bit by a monkey. I'm not lying, that's the story. Man. <laughs> man. Man, oh man. Man, oh man. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. Oh, God. He's Dustin Hoffman. He's 5'4". He's, hey, that's a great height to be. <laughs> uh, Any normal-sized man is that height, in my opinion. Anywhere from 5'4 to you know 5'11". That's a normal height for a man. Good, strong height. I'm rocking in on that 5'9", baby. <laughs> Your extremely average height. Hey, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got fucking speaking of speaking of something I wanted to bring up conversation we were having a few minutes ago. uh, Speaking of always sunny, which reminded me of guys that did steroids for a show. um, Kamel Nanjiani looks fucking ridiculous. Oh, people check this out. Hop on Twitter. If you're not there and go check out Kumail. (laughs) <laughs> he looks like he's about to pop like if you touch him he's gonna pop yeah he looks ridiculous you know what's crazy is that he's not even filming that movie anymore <laughs> nope they're done filming it they've been it's like kind of in the can 
I think it's supposed to come out next year, but now they're they're sitting on like a whole year's worth of movies. Yeah. Um. So it's obviously been delayed. He's just still juicing. Mm-hmm. And man, and like, what the fuck is going on with his jaw? Dude, his jaw grew because he's taking human growth hormones. That's what he's happens? On, he's on HGH. Yes, I made the Barry Bonds reference in our text message because that's how everybody knew it was fucking apparent that Barry Bonds was on HGH and roids is because his head grew. Because <laughs> your head doesn't grow in your 30s. Yeah. He went up a full hat size. That's disturbing. <laughs> Yeah. Weird. So when you look at Kamel's jaw, it's like, oh, well, duh. It's cr- like, I just, I don't know. He's such a, he comes from the alternative nerdy comedy scene of, of mm-hmm. like Chicago and Los Angeles. And so to have him look like that is just fucking bizarre and frightening. And I know he has a temper because he and I have gotten into a fight online before. And so Uh-oh. I can only imagine what like is going on in his house right now. Just raging bloodshot eyes, giant zits on his back the size of a volcano. With Roy Emily raging. Gordon. <laughs> Emily Gordon's just like, okay, honey, do you want to play video games? <laughs> you look oh, so good. I'll never be sick again, I promise. <laughs> you don't need to be strong. Strength doesn't cure my illness. <laughs> God. Kamal, what'd you do, man? Come on, man. Come back. You know there's going to be a second and a third of yeah. this fucking series, so he's got to have to stay jacked. Yeah. Yeah. I think what it's going to be is that he, well, I don't know, because I've never even heard of the, he's he's filming for The Eternals. Have you ever heard of Marvel's Eternals? I've never. I have no fucking idea what it's about. Apparently the it's I mean that's not true. I have like a vague idea. The the Eternals are like the people that created Thanos. Oh. They're like you know how they're like some people got together and made the Infinity Stones. The Eternals oh. made the Infinity Stones. Oh, a bunch of dickheads. Fuck them. Yeah. Like all the fucking Infinity Stones do is cause a ruckus. Well, they they also hold the fabric of the universe within themselves. Oh, the fabric of the universe. (laughs) I don't know why I did that. Nerd! (laughs) I'm a fucking... I'm an infinity stone. Look at me. Look at me. (laughs) I'm I'm the reality stone. Wow. If you mess with me, it'll look weird. It will look like it's not real. Your face is gonna be all squiggly lines, bro. I'm, I'm the I'm the I'm the space stone. I can get you from one place to another. <laughs> I think I might do a cold open on this episode and use that clip right at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we at? Forty nine minutes. All right, I got you. <laughs> We're at forty nine minutes already. Hell oh yeah, my dude! God. Time flies when you're having fun with your buns out. Oh my goodness. Look at us. We used to struggle uh, to get through segments and now we're just flying. Now I'm just <laughs> flying through. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. That really <laughs> legitimately surprised me. I think we figured this art form out. Hell yeah, man. We're masters now. <laughs> 10,000 hours. Fuck you, Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, up your ass.
Try 52 hours. <laughs> hey, what is 55. This episode? 55, okay. I'm pretty sure it's 55. I have to go back and count. But you seen anything good recently? You watch any good movies? Done any, got any recommendsies? Um, I did watch some stuff. Uh, I got one. It's uh, Okay, go ahead. Uh, if you have a PS4 or PS5, go ahead and grab yourself Spider-Man Miles Morales. It's super fun, y'all. I have seen that game played by a friend when I was at their apartment, and it looked dope as shit. It's super dope. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Miles Morales is the Black Spider-Man, or the Blighter-Man, as we call him. And he uh, is Peter Parker's on vacation, and he left Miles in charge. And Miles is fighting gentrification and some other gang and two other gangs <laughs> fighting so. gentrification got to keep those bodegas on our block we, we do. don't want your artisanal mayonnaise we don't want it <laughs> we don't well, want good coffee we want shitty duncan yeah. <laughs> well, yeah oh my god we need three barber shops on this block <laughs> they all serve craft beer <laughs> Oh, wait, no, that would be the opposite. No, it'd be the opposite. That'd be gentrified. Gentrified yeah. is a barbershop with craft beer. Right, right. Yeah. In Brooklyn, um, it's barbershop with craft beer. In, New in Manhattan, it's salon with martinis. I know it sounds like I'm kidding whenever I say he fights gentrification, but I'm really not. I don't want to spoil anything about the game, but he like there's like a villain that's out like gentrifying Harlem, and he's willing to kill people to do it. And as a person that has gentrified neighborhoods, he's up a little, man. Come on. Like, wait. <laughs> the other, he's out to like, kill the evil real estate developer. I'm going to build a condo where this key foods used to be. <laughs> oh, it hurts. It hurts. It's like, come on. I, I You think I would choose to live in this neighborhood? <laughs> Ah, oh, can man. we even air that? I mean, but for real, like, it's like, I don't know. That's how I always felt when I would I hear anybody complain that... about it. And it's just like, what? what's that? Oh, no, I was saying sorry because I interrupted you. Uh, well, it's just, that's just how I always felt whenever I would hear people complain about it because it's like, I don't really want to live out here. I just like, this is what is in my price range. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I came out there quite a bit. I used to fucking like jab you about it. Now I realized that was me being mean. Um, I didn't really mean it. I and hey, I thought you're fucking. You had a good apartment. And one of had one good apartment in my years out there. Yeah, the second one, the, the yeah. last one you were in. That was dope. We had some good times there. Yeah, it was fun. I went to that. I went to that Key Foods quite a bit. Got that some key discount beer, baby. Shit. Hell yeah. I love that Key Foods. Hell yeah. But it's it's just like, y'all, we're not all, you know, Fisk. Fisk is the bad guy. Yeah. He's well, the it's, there's like this vision of the gentrifier is like the child of multimillionaires who's moving to this place and buys a whole building and turns the bottom floor into a coffee shop. And like when really it's like a lot of like artists with no money. That's what. That's who starts it. True, 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 true. That, it, but then it, but then people, you know, their friends, their rich friends, come and visit them, and are like, "This is kind of nice." Potential. What if? What if? What if we bought a building here? 
But like, remember when I started working at that fucking that fucking camera booth company and it was in oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i don't want to say their name because i don't want to yeah. give them any publicity at all right. but like i was working for that uh, that camera company whatever i was doing yeah. sales for them and they were in bushwick and they were over by roberta's where all those warehouses are <laughs> and i remember i'd gone over there for the interview i'd, I'd accepted the offer and you were like, ooh, that's the fancy part of Bushwick. And when you said that, I turned to Andrea and I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> it is, though. That is the fancy part of Bushwick. <laughs> I wasn't looking at apartment prices over there. Go you do it. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. It is the fancy part of Bush. We can get a giant place over there with like factory windows. Oh, and yeah. then like there's like all these little like great little cafes and the pizza shops and all this little stuff oh, over yeah. there. But then like you walk a block over. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's and rough. It's, real it's scary. all tire shops. Yes. <laughs> tire Literally, shops. there was one street that was all tire shops. <laughs> My first, the for my first apartment on Wilson Avenue, Wilson and Hancock, um, uh, literally like, uh, not Wilson and Hancock, Wilson and Cornelia. There was three barber shops, three bodegas. None of the barber shops would cut my hair. <laughs> literally, Matt. I walked into every single one. Said, "Hey, can I get a haircut?" Uh, nah, man. We're closed. Holy it happened shit. every time. You go into another bodega, they don't have anything on the shelf, but people are there all day working. You, you want to order some food? We don't have that. What do you want? Okay, I'll just go somewhere cheese, else. Please. Yeah, yeah. It's like there was the one really great bodega on that block, but um, it was it was just wild to me that like people. Then, but then you know, I would get shit. Like people would look at me, and be like, "Oh, the white people are here." Like I would hear that all the time, and I would feel bad about it. But at the same time, it's like I—I I mean, I would live on the Upper East Side if they would just lower the prices. Fuck the Upper East Side. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know it's where mean. we go. <laughs> <laughs> where our parents imagine New York is the West is Village. Like, yeah, sure. Living next door to Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick. I don't know that I could do the village. The village is a little much. It's loud. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's different parts of the village. It depends. But, like, if you're living, there's two parts that, like, if you're living by them, get ready to just not have a normal life. And that's the uh, Christopher Street area yep. or St. Mark's Place on the right. east side. If you live oh in within three or four blocks of either of those parts, like, you just don't have a normal life. And like as normal as life can be in New York City, right, you know what I sure. mean? <laughs> like, but dude, I lived on St. Mark's, you remember. Yeah. And well, so for example, one time you'd always go on St. Mark's place, you'd always get these like uh, party buses full of bridge and tunnel creeps coming in from New Jersey and Long Island. And one night I'm walking my dog at 4 a.m. because, you know, I was at Doc Holidays and um, walking my dog at 4 a.m. And there's these two girls who are like, you know, carrying their friend, you know, one on each arm. And, or, you know, she's got her arms splayed across the two girls. And oh she's God. just like screaming, 
just screaming. And one dude across the street opens his window, sticks his head out and goes, Hey bitch, shut the fuck up. People live here. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Good. And that's life in the village. Hell yeah. It's weird. And it's, honestly that first year of living in the village i fucking hated it i can imagine i remember you not liking it because it was fucking ridiculous now there's other parts of the village that i'm sure would be absolutely dope to live in like where the celebrities live on the deep west side of the village yeah. or like fourth and like fourth and third yes yeah, you know what i mean but like Dude, living on one of those party streets in the village sucks balls. Well, it's like living on 6th Street. Yeah, that would suck. Like, that would be awful. That would be really just, it'd be like, what am I doing? <laughs> why did I do why, this? Why, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> and also, you guys were in kind of a crazy apartment situation. Yeah, the apartment situation may have exacerbated it. If we had a better apartment there, we might not have hated it as bad, but goddamn. That shit sucked. I will say, it, your apartment would be perfect. That apartment would be perfect for me right now. Absolutely. And it was $900, $900 a month, all bills paid. Shit, man. Yeah. So for everybody that's listening that doesn't know, my first apartment in New York City was at 14 St. Mark's Place. And the first apartment we were in was 7 by 11 um, with shared bathrooms on the floor and we had a hot plate, a mini fridge and a microwave. And it right. was $900 a month, all bills paid. That included cable and Wi-Fi too. Right. Which sounds dope. It was especially, actually not bad. Like, especially if you had, look, if, you, if I had another person with me, particularly a rope, like someone that I was, was you know, attached to romantically like a wife or a mm-hmm. girlfriend or, or something having to share a bathroom would probably be a little much you know share a bathroom with a floor because that's what you mean when you say shared bathroom but yeah. as an adult as like my age 32 years old now dude sign me up i don't give a <laughs> fuck if i don't have to clean that bathroom ever don't like I'm done. Like no, it's over. I'm not. As long like, as you like, don't mind the smell. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Like it's just like it's like I don't like I because I hate cleaning bathrooms. <laughs> I hate it. It's gross. It's in so like, ugh. I don't know. As long as you don't mind the smell of bleach, because no. super Frank would like bleach down every bathroom twice a day. That's ideal. Yeah. But so we were in that first one, apartment 11B, we were on the back side of the building and they replaced all the radiators on that floor and oh, we got yeah. a bad batch and our radiator cracked and shot boiling water all over our apartment. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, so then they moved us up to the third floor to an 11 foot by 12 foot with a storage loft. Same price, but we had to work out this really weird deal so I had six months left on the lease and they couldn't accept a $900 a month payment for an apartment that was $1,200 a month. So what they did was they cut the super a bunch of checks for each month for the difference of price. Okay. And then every month I would give him a $1,200 check and he would give me back the difference in another check. 
And then I'd go deposit that check. This is highly suspicious. Oh, dude, it was suspicious as fuck. I want to... Donna, write in if you're listening. (laughs) What money laundering was going on just with that? What's like... This place... The the management company that owned it owned several buildings in Manhattan, and they were called the McDougal Street Synagogue. Okay. But they were based on Front Street in the financial district, and they were owned by a shell company in Africa. Yeah, dude, shit was weird. <laughs> it's, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know who the fuck I was paying to live there, but then like the fifth floor had a bunch of rent-controlled people in their like 60s that have lived yeah. there since the 60s and 70s. Right. That they, the management company treated them like fucking garbage oh yeah i know you know who lived in one of those apartment apartment like that on st mark's maybe even that building was what's her name rosario dawson's mother no shit her mother is like still squatting in an apartment on st mark's and rosario and people have like asked rosario dawson about it she's like i don't know my mom's fucked up and weird like i she does her thing i've tried i've tried yeah yeah sometimes all you can do is try right right it's like they're like did you grow up there she's just like yeah sometimes (laughs) what do you want from me i got a weird mom yeah i grew up in the east village that's why they cast me in rent right right she's just like my mom took saw me in rent and took it very much to heart we're not gonna pay the rent Oh my God! Well, we're you at gotta an hour, don't at we? me, bro. Are we, do we? I don't even. Don't at me, bro. 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 At me, bro. At me, bro. Oh yeah. Do not at me, bro. Frank Sinatra version. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. I'm kidding. I won't do that. It didn't sound uh, anything like Frank Sinatra. I know. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to do a Frank Sinatra impersonation. Neither do I. <laughs> now I want to try fly me. Don't at me. I don't know. <laughs> I could do the Bruce Springsteen version. Oh yeah. Oh hey hey ho. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. My don't at me, bro, is that Tom Petty is always going to be better than Bruce Springsteen. Don't at me, bro. No further <laughs> questions or comments. Fine. You can have your wrong opinion. Um, it's not a wrong opinion. By the way, have I ever said anything negative about Tom Petty? I adore Tom Petty. <laughs> I, I worship Tom Petty. Um, but my don't at me, bro, is um, to Facebook. Oh, yeah. Because you're a dead fucking organism. You've been infiltrated by white baby boomers and conspiracy theorists, and you have destroyed the planet Earth, and I hate you, and I'm done with you, and I will continue to keep my profile alive because you have way too many pictures of my life, and I don't know what to do with them to delete my account. But Facebook, (laughs) you're dead. Mark Zuckerberg... You've destroyed the fabric of humanity. You're the opposite of an infinity stone. I hate you. And um, don't at me, Facebook. Don't at me, Facebook. Oh, don't at me, bro. 
Oh, I'm like day three into dry January. Oh, shit. That's right. We were supposed to talk about that. I forgot. Yeah, we don't have to. It's not that interesting. Matt's going drinking. through a lifestyle change. He's going to start doing squats, push-ups, and sit-ups. Doing some Weight Watchers on to starting tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be grilled chicken and asparagus. He's going to, pee's going to smell funny. And I'm just going to take like two shits a day. <laughs> as opposed to the 15. <laughs> the 15 that are just like exploding clay. They just stick to the bowl. <laughs> Too far? No, this is delicious. Let's you get them up on note. the bottom of the toilet seat. <laughs> I named it Flipper. <laughs> I have a, such a funny story about Christmas. Let's do it. Uh, I know we're supposed to be ending. Who gives so, a shit? It's our podcast. Yeah. Um, Christmas Day, uh, I fed my family some yummies, and <laughs> oh that yeah, that a, shit looked great. That made that felt that felt very good after you ate them, and um, and uh, that's all I'll say. It, it was you know alcohol soaked. No, I won't say that. It was just you know we had a good time. We watched Wonder Woman, giggled the whole way through. In the middle of Wonder Woman. Um, we, somebody rings our doorbell <laughs> and, uh, I get up, I'm wearing blue blocker shades <laughs> and, I, and my beard is full of beard ornaments. And, um, I'm the only person that can really kind of handle anybody in this, in the state that we were in. And, uh, we, we, <laughs> we, <laughs> I go to the door and I see the back of someone's head and I, and then I, I turn to my parents and I go, he's still here. <laughs> and then, and then, I, then he walks away and I see it's our neighbor, Dan. And uh, this is the quote of Christmas. This is what me and my dad <laughs> were saying to each other for the rest of the week. Uh, we, we, uh, I, I, let, I let him walk away a little bit because he's not wearing a mask, Trump supporter. Um, and uh, let him walk away. And then I open the door and there's a gift for us. And I go, hey, Dan. And um, he looks at me and he just goes, what's on your face? <laughs> One of the funniest fucking things anyone's ever said to me in my life. <laughs> what's on your face? Grow up. Get a real job. No, he, was, he, was, he didn't say anything like that. He just was just like, hey, Matt, what's on your face? <laughs> My, my eyes i'm like wearing these crazy looking sunglasses and have this all this shit in my beard and i'm just like oh it's just ornaments for 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 today well, all right be safe <laughs> i looked like a total lunatic <laughs> boy donna scott sure raised a fucking weirdo <laughs> This guy's known me since I was in fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought he'd grow out of this phase, but look at him. <laughs> Moved up to New York and got taken in yeah. by the weirdos. They <laughs> must have given him something. <laughs> they definitely injected his drink with some Mickeys. Man, that shit was so funny, though. But for the rest of the week, me and my dad would just look at each other 
what's on your face? <laughs> and that's the name of this episode. Matt yes. on Matt podcast. <laughs> what's on your face? <laughs> Dedicated to Scott Butterfield, the <laughs> Facebook Trump supporter. <laughs> well guys i think that's about as good as we're gonna do today yep (laughs) good shit good shit all around i'm matt beery you can follow me at matt beery 06 on all the social media but not facebook you can follow me at twitterfield on twitter at matters on instagram check out my website i need to update it matthewbutterfield.net next next episode i'm gonna have my new sound rig hooked up so hopefully we're going to be sounding super profesh i'm going to get the new sound rig too i want to see how he likes his first before i buy it it's going to be good it's what tim recommended in our voiceover class (laughs) i'm just fucking with you (laughs) get it it's like two hundred dollars i know that you have that (laughs) Uh, uh, anyway uh, yeah (laughs) anyway all right Um, man au revoir good adios fuckers yeah see you later